0: What's up, y'all? This is another episode of mm-hmm. Navigate with Faith, and we are your cool Christian chicks coming back at you again with that living room talk. I am Elisa, and I am Sierra. <laughs> they
1: used to be my jam,
0: Sierra. They used to say that to me
1: when I was in fifth grade, and I was walking in class. That was my call.
0: Oh, okay. I not, swear, not you got uh, a man corner. My I think fans. I was the
1: only one named that fans, or it was because of the way it was spelled. See, era. Yeah, they, and I was like, eh, automatic. Cavs on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> hey y'all, hey <laughs> <that's> y'all, <laughs> on the bus. That's what that's giving me.
0: Cavs on the bus. <laughs> that was pretty
1: cool. I had a nice attitude. Okay. Boom. You saw that. I see what you, you did. That.
0: I see what you did there. Speaking of attitudes, yeah. Speaking of attitudes, y'all. Let me tell y'all. One thing I have noticed in this this walk with Christ, y'all, one thing I have noticed is attitude is everything. Attitude is everything. How we handle the ebbs and flows, mm-hmm. how we respond to God when stuff isn't going our way mm-hmm. or even when we don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like how we act, it really sets the tone and sets the stage for like if God approves you for the next level, I'll be feeling like. Okay. Oh, you know, mm, cool. or like um if he believes that we can handle what he has coming up next. And so y'all, attitude is everything. Attitude is everything. Sierra, what you think about, you know, attitudes when it comes to your walk with Christ. How have you noticed your attitude effect?
1: Hmm, I you know, I I can't always say my whole life I had a good attitude you know, about something. I've never been upset with God. Mm -hmm. I've never been upset. Um, I think the most I've been is confused and wanted some answers. Treated me like Job, you're never going to get them. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, but lately though, the more I began to learn God and the more I began to trust God, I'm okay, you know. A lot of things that I wanted that did not happen, I realized that it just probably wasn't what God wanted for me, and my will and his desire for me weren't aligned, uh, which resulted into me being, you know, confused or uh, frustrated or um, feeling like, this is too heavy, this is too much, why is this so hard? And it's like, because that is not (laughs) where you're supposed to be going to. It's like, get it together. So in the past, I hadn't done well, Um, you know, but the more I began to trust him, I I just— It's just be like, okay, Lord, I trust you. He's one of them. It's like, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I've definitely had some tough situations where I was either taken aback by um, how something was going, how a certain process or journey was going. Mm -hmm. And I chose in that moment, like I can't explain it, but it's like every single time when I'm in a situation where I am noticing, like, I really could be so upset right now or I really could shut down it's like it's like (laughs) it's like God is like has this spiritual airbag right like Mm. this thing just crashed like something bad just happened Mm. and it's like before I can react strongly God like wraps me up and I just have this weird level of peace and like calm And I recognize that, oh, my gosh, this is an opportunity for me to react way better than I probably would have normally expected to want to react. But for some reason, I want to react really calm. Mm -hmm. And I can't explain it. I don't know if it's just that the Holy Spirit is very much, you know, just pushing that discernment like this is a good time for you to act right with this or how you going to handle this. This is the moment of truth. But Mm. um, for example, I remember I had a job in college and it was a job that I had prayed for. It was a job that I had applied for initially um, one year Mm -hmm. and I didn't get the job because my schedule didn't permit for it being Mm -hmm. a student. Mm -hmm. And so the next year, they actually came to me and mm-hmm. and said, "Hey, we have an opening, um, a, a, a second opening for this job, and you interviewed really well last year. Yeah. Um, you know, would you consider one uh, being a being in this position again?" Mm-hmm. And so, um, I finally got the position. Was working the job. This was like you know one of the most relevant jobs that I've ever had thus far, and. I remember the final semester of school I submitted my schedule and the first thing my boss said was oh I don't I don't know um we might have to let you go. Like I don't know that we can. We have space for this, you know, mm-hmm. job based off your schedule. Like I don't know if we can find any hours. Like we just might have to let you go. And I remember being really frustrated because I'm like, why would you even say that? <laughs> like why would you say that to me before you even get an opportunity to kind of you know look at at what what's here and move some stuff around and problem solve? Like why would you throw out that this job might be over? And so I remember I went straight to my desk, and the first things out of my mouth was, Lord. You give it, then you take it away. If this mm. is as far as this journey's supposed to go, like, I totally believe that this job was a blessing. But if this is how it's supposed to end, you know, your will be done. I, I literally said that. And I know that sounds super, like, Jesus freak, like, but mm-hmm. I guess I was thinking I knew that this job was a blessing. And, you know, all right, Lord, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the final verdict is going to be. But if this is where it ends, then that's fine, too. And not only did that job not end, but I got the biggest opportunity of my life to do a project that was larger than anything I've ever done. And I was in complete control of it. And so just to see how quickly that changed. And that's happened many times in my life. That was just one of many times where I perceived something to be the end, And the way that I handled it, the attitude that I had, you know, um, the grace in which I exhibited really, I feel like, gave God the green light. Like, oh, yeah, okay, she ready. She ready. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I had a moment like that just earlier this week. So it doesn't stop happening, you know. Um, But I very firmly believe that the way that we approach things, the way that we handle situations, the grace in which we handle these things, you know, the way that we include Christ in, in and we and we acknowledge his sovereignty and his um, complete godship is—it makes a world of difference. And I feel like it gives God very much—it gives it gives God the confidence in us right. for the next level.
1: Amen, friend. Let's, let's yeah, pray. Yeah, pray for me. <laughs> pray, pray, pray for me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, for this platform uh, and the words that are going to go forward. Lord God, I pray in the name of Jesus that— um, all in which we, who we are um, in our natural state, that it be put down, Lord God, and that we pick up who you are in the spiritual realm. And so, Lord God, I ask in the name of Jesus that the things that Elisa and I proclaim on today uh, are words and encouragement uh, that that relate to you and in, uh, in, in ways to glorify you. And I ask in the name of Jesus right now, Father God, that before we even begin, um, that by the end of this podcast, that uh, attitudes, are optimistic, Father God, that we put down uh, pessimistic attitudes or pessimistic thoughts, Father God, and that we grow to be uh, optimistic thinkers, Father God. Help us, Lord God, to be okay with your will for our lives, Lord God, and not be so um, hard pressed on what we want for our lives, Lord. I ask in the name of Jesus that everybody that's listening, that their hearts uh, and their desires be aligned with yours so that we uh, may praise and worship and give thanks unto you eternally. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Girl, that I, you know, I was, I was listening, you know, to what you were saying, and I, I have realized that, you know, when I, I, you know, I said it in earlier, but when I don't, when I want what God doesn't want, it just, it's, it's just, a, it's just, it's just really stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, <laughs> I've been there before, and I was, I was thinking. I was thinking this morning about, you know, hey Lord, have I ever had a situation, you know? Um, because I swear, like my old life is just is it, I just draw a blank, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I don't remember. Um, but I was thinking, you know, for my birthday, my friends bought me a fish tank. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bought me a fish tank and what what you know, Janine bought the fish tank, and I decided, you know, to go and get my little fish. And I was so excited about response. Okay. I
0: was so Wait, wait, happy. wait. Why <laughs> you name her response? Please tell the people.
1: Because it was my first responsibility. And it was a girl. And it was fancy. You see what I'm saying? It was like <laughs> <laughs> response. <aid>. Responsibility. <laughs> she yeah, was Responsé. Yeah, absolutely. Y'all. Yeah, y'all love it. Y'all love it Oh my gosh Y'all love it Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I was really happy And I was thinking I was picking out names I'm like Lord What can I name this fish? I mean I was I cry I I sent Janine an audio message And I was crying I was like Girl my God I'm so thankful That you was able to do this for me Like I finally Like you don't even understand And I was really having This (laughs) moment with God Because I was like You finally have entrusted me With something It was like me having Like my first Like child or something I don't Mm -hmm. know I couldn't really explain it But I was feeling like Very overwhelmed And when I got home And I sat the fish. Down. I did everything that I thought I knew to do. Mm-hmm. Washed out the stuff like the people said. I set it up. She got this beautiful little SpongeBob. It looked like Bikini Bottom and everything. It did. It was beautiful. I mean, set it up. I sat her up, and then I, she was tripping a little bit when she got to the house, so I gave her some food, and I was like, oh, shoot, I gave her too much food. So then I tried to, like, hurry up and put her in a different, you know what I mean? I tried to just hurry up and just try to make sure everything was okay on oh, my mama, shawty. The fish was dead by the end of the night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the fish was dead by the end of the night, and you know that's because you put freezing cold filtered water. You gave, I, her- but I did. I,
1: cl- I, cl- I did put chlorine in it. I did what I was supposed oh, to do. Uh, chlorine. Well, it's a it's a it's a beta d chlorine. I don't. Oh, it's something okay. to purify the. Well, I don't know if it's chlorine, but it's something to purify. It came. It was part of the gift. Okay. Um, I did everything I thought I knew to do right mm-hmm. for this fish, and I could have been really distraught. Right, because I prayed. I was thankful. I was crying. This is not the first time I didn't thank God in advance, crying and praying, Lord, thank you for doing this for me and it was like, actually <laughs> I love your need heart, that though. back No, <laughs> this it was actually inspiration that was on this fish when you bought it. You I'ma know, I'm gonna need that back. <laughs> I just had I just you know, and I, I could have been really distraught by it because of because of the praise in advance that I had been given to God. Yeah, yeah. And I know um just in life, you know, when things start to kind of look like they're about to happen mm. or when you just have so much faith about that is happening, you just go ahead and you just constantly give God this thanks and not that he's not worthy of it, but how thankful you truly are is going to be predicated upon whether it happens successfully or not. Wow. Okay. I mean, I just I just have to get another fish, but this time I did the tank a little different. Mm-hmm. Waited for the water. I got the water right now, being cleans. Any event that I go get the fish, I don't really want to be hasty for it. Um, let's probably go shopping for a fish after we leave for me. Let's do it. Okay. okay. Let's get
0: response a second. No,
1: Robin. It's gonna be Robin response. Robin response. Yeah. Okay. So shout you know, out to that legacy. I I mean, and, and I know it sounds a little childish, you know, but. I really, my heart was, my heart was really, really full because I was like, I finally got my first responsibility and God is going to help me. Because I was like, God, help me take care of this fish. I don't know what I'm doing. And then she died. And then they die, like, vertically floating at the bottom. It's weird the way they die. It's like, I'm dead.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, Sierra sent me a picture, and it was like, as soon as response, I got in her house. And the way she's describing this death pose, um, the baby girl was dead when yeah. she sent me the picture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said, I know what that looked like, because she was dead yeah. in the first five minutes when you sent me that picture. Yeah. You know, but yeah, you know, but you know what, though, God— <laughs> <laughs> God causes everything to work together for, for the good. good of those Amen. who love God and are called according to His purpose. Amen. Oh my goodness, Amen. let me tell you, Romans eight and twenty eight, baby, all things work together for the good. They do. We do believe that, and for I think what you of those said, who love
1: the Lord, and yes, are called according to His
0: purpose. Who who love the Lord and are called, called according to, to His the Lord. Por- purpose. It is, you know, I think that that's a wonderful example of, you know, really just believing. Oh, this is it. <laughs> this is it. This is it. I made it. This is it. You know, and I think that there is a level of... um of looseness, we, we have to be able to hold mm. um, blessings with, Ooh. right? Because we know that God is sovereign. Sovereignty means that God is able to do whatever He wants to do, right? Yeah. And they say that if you, you can't hold your blessings with a closed fist because nothing can get in, nothing can get out. You can't okay. hold on okay. to stuff like that tight. Okay. You got to have a little bit of looseness. And in regards and in respect to the fact that, you know, when we pray things and say, Lord, um, not my will, but yours be done, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know? You know, not my way, but your way. Mm -hmm. You know, when we say things like that or Mm -hmm. we acknowledge that God is God and we're mere humans, we can't—there's only so much we could take personal, right? I'm not saying that we don't have emotions. I'm not saying that things don't hurt, you know that we don't feel pain or sadness when things don't work out. I'm not saying that, you know, just because all things work for the good doesn't mean that all things that happen to us feel good or Mm -hmm. are good, you know. But there is a level of... I think, deferring we have to do to Christ to say, okay, Lord, you know, I know that you have good intentions for me. Mm-hmm. I know that you love me. I know that you don't do anything or allow anything to happen to me that's going to break me. Right. And so, you know, maybe if if the whole point of this happening, whatever it is, is just to get me to this place mm-hmm. in my faith or just to, mm-hmm. you know, or that I learn something from it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Then, Lord, You know, thank you for that, and I promise y'all, I promise y'all, if y'all go to God with that attitude, even if you don't feel it, he knows. He knows what your heart is feeling. Mm-hmm. But if y'all go to God with that attitude or you say things with that attitude, yeah. I promise y'all, he's going to be so impressed and so pleased with that. And you'll find that the upgrade, what they say, mm-hmm. God don't take nothing away without sliding up slide through the upgrade.
1: What? Robin, I already gave her a name cuz I already know it's about to be popping. Facts. You know, this a, I was thinking about you know, some biblical characters mm-hmm. when you were saying that. And Second Samuel twelve and it's verse sixteen through twenty four. It is the story of Bathsheba having a baby, but you know, Bathsheba was Uriah's wife. And, you know, they did all whatever they did to get Uriah out of the picture so that King David could have her. Um but the baby was born, and the Lord surely told Nathan to let David know this baby is not going to survive. Mm. And immediately, David, like, goes into fasting, fasting praying. He's he gets, you know, he takes off his clothes, and he falls at the feet of the Lord, and he sits there for seven days. And people around him see just how distraught he really is. And so they're like, this baby is dead. I don't know what to tell him. You know what I'm saying? Like, how are we going to let him know that this baby was dead? Because they knew that this was going to hurt him. um, Or they just didn't know how he was going to react. And David, you know, with all of his wisdom, looks up and he sees people, you know, whispering or whatever. And he's like, did my child die? And they're like, yeah. And, you know, verse, t- verse 22 tells us, and David gets up. Like, he gets up, go take a shower, put his lotion on. He sit at the table and he eats. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? It's like, and then, you know, he goes and he went to lay with his wife and then the Lord gave him King Solomon, Mm -hmm. right? And King Solomon, again, this is the legacy for Jesus Christ. Not this first baby, but Mm -hmm. this second baby is the legacy for Jesus Christ. And David's attitude you know, he could have very well been upset with God. You know, I mean, he could have been mad. Oh, why would you do this? Why would you—I mean, he could have asked all these questions. He could have had his attitude. He could have flipped the temple if he wanted to. Instead, he humbled himself in the most humble way possible with with an attitude full of, Lord, I'm accepting whatever it is that you're going to do. The, the The prophet had already told him that the baby was going to die. But why? He was trifling that. You know, yeah, you that supposed, that baby—yeah. That, you weren't supposed to be having that baby with that yeah, woman. You know, you know what you did. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But— you know, I mean, and and the Lord even told him even, you know, in that story, it was like, this doesn't change the fact that I love, I don't love, I still love you. Yeah. You know, but this is not going to happen for you, sir. You're going to have to answer for this. You wow. can't just go around doing whatever you think you're going to do. And I'm just supposed to just throw my blessing on it. Yeah. And David knew that. David, I think, I think David had. Such a good attitude about it was because he knew the Lord loved him despite mm-hmm. what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. If I don't have this baby, I'm gonna go lay with her again. We are gonna try again, right? Immediately he goes to lay with her again, but it's just it's, it just was his attitude. I mean, David's mm-hmm. attitude the entire time throughout the course of his life was always like, okay, the Lord can, can is going, the Lord can still do something, even when he was pleading in his Psalms. It went from this is what kind of person I am, but this is what kind of person God is. He always had a good attitude and it just and he just was blessed moving forward. I don't know what's coming ahead, but I do know what I thought was gonna happen. How how clearly can you see my woman is pregnant, the baby has come, we about to have this great life. And he and then the Lord come and just flip this whole and flips it around for you. And you still have to have a good attitude about it. You know what I mean. You still have to dish yourself off and try it again. It's like you know what. At this point, I'm just gonna be okay. You know, whatever, whatever God got going on is, I'm gonna be okay because it's gonna be okay. And he is not. He is not going to not come up with an upgrade if you have a good attitude about it.
0: Speaking of of David and his attitude, you know, we saw the the difference between um him still being regarded as a man after God's own heart despite right. his imperfection, right. Right. right? It did not mean that David didn't mess up. Right. But even his heart posture mm-hmm. in his mess mm-hmm. was was what was the difference between, mm-hmm. you know, him remaining with a an overall Blessed legacy versus yeah. King Saul, on the other hand, mm. who disobeyed God. Both of them disobeyed God. King David disobeyed God and and was intentional about it when he coveted another man's wife, Bathsheba, mm. and he laid with her and conceived a child with someone else's wife, mm. and then conspired to kill that that man have that man killed. King Saul was told directly from God to wipe out a, a, a land. And instead of doing that the way that he was told to do it, he picked and choose what he wanted to keep and what, what he wanted. he thought was good and not what said yes. it was. And the difference between why one person's entire reign was crumbled, yeah. Saul's whole legacy was crumbled yeah. because of his direct disrespect disregard in the way he handled it, (laughs) right? But King David had a humility and he immediately confessed. He immediately was like, you know what? I know that I was wrong. Okay, I got this prophetic word saying that this baby that was conceived in sin when I knew better Mm -hmm. is going to pass. I'm going to do my due diligence. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, fasting and praying. But I know that this is a consequence to my action. Absolutely. And Lord, you know, I'm still going to pray because you don't you don't want no babies to pass away, but but you know what in the end of the day, Lord, I accept what it is that you want to do in this situation. Yeah. And because of that, obviously you saw King Solomon came afterwards now that you know his sins has been forgiven. Mhm. Because of his attitude, his sin has been forgiven. And we know God forgives and forgets, Mm. you know, now that King Solomon is is conceived with the same woman, Mm -hmm. but... Now that's his wife due to the series of events. And so there was—you You just see that the attitude, like even when we're imperfect, we're, we sin. We sin. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying go sin because we sin, but, mm-hmm. you know, we, we all fall short. And your attitude yeah. even can determine, you know, how God— turns that thing around and says, okay, you know, my child, I forgive Absolutely. you. Let's move forward. You, I can still bring blessing out of this situation, Absolutely. you know, and I'm not telling nobody to go and try it, you know what I'm saying? Because no. the consequences are still present, but God's love and his appreciation for you, his child, comes with how you handle that afterwards, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, just like you know the garden of eden and stuff like that i've heard somebody say recently like how would that have been handled differently what how 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 could the outcome have been so different between adam and eve if adam hadn't just blamed eve for the transgression or how, if he had you know had a discussion with god rather than just moving forward with this attitude because at the end of the day he didn't take accountability for the actions that happened he immediately said it was this woman you gave me like How we respond to stuff Mm. does matter to Mm. God. It matters, Mm. you know? And so, yeah, girl, this, mm, mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, th- things really don't always happen uh, the way we want them to, but yeah. they happen the way you know God wants them to, and we know that God is a God who does things exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we sit in that, we mask in that, and if we believe that, mm-hmm. then you realize that oh, okay, if this didn't work out, that's fine. I don't. Let me tell you something. Well, you know, since we're in reference to. I knew for sure that the Lord was telling me, it's time for you to leave your apartment and and get a house, Mm -hmm. right? And I went through one loan officer. I ain't like what she said. I ain't care. I went to another one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I waited for a little bit. I went to another one. She said something a little differently. You know, her money, her money was better than the the, the woman at first. Mm. And um, so I'm like, surely we about to get this thing on the roll. And I speak to her again and she decreases my money by $30,000. Mm. Okay. In Atlanta. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, okay. All right, Lord. Well, maybe it just ain't time. You know, I just had to sit there and I was like, okay, well, Lord, maybe it isn't time. But, I I really got I was prepared to move. I was prepared to be a homeowner. I was prepared mm-hmm. to move into this house without no man. I was gonna have me and my mortgage we was gonna be doing a thing, and it just didn't happen like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting and I was sitting in my in my apartment the other day, and I was like, I'm just gonna redecorate. You know, I mean, I I moved my home around a lot, but I was like, I'm just gonna redecorate. Let me get some new curtains, new rug. Like I may as well just go on to settle in this. It's fine, you know. It, when the time comes, I'm a I'm gonna be living in this mansion. I'm be living in this mansion. And, so, uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, and all the reason I want a mansion is because I desire to be hospitable and I just want, you know, all the, all the people to be, <laughs> you know, sitting in fellowship in the house okay. and things like that. But, um, you that know, girl I just— said can, she want three couches. Yeah, I just—I I really do. That's, you know, side note. I do desire to be hospitable. Like, yeah, all, all, the but, um, all the Christians come to my house. But, all the Christians come to my house. But, yeah, so— my point was, I could have had a very trash attitude. I could have been like kicking, kicking around, very upset that every year mm. they raising my rent when I could be paying this rent for a mortgage. I could have, but it's just like there's nothing that we can do. Yeah, like there is nothing that you can do about God's will except for follow it, except mm. for being yours to it. Let yours go. It must really not be that serious for me to have this house. It's not. It's not a dire situation. I would like it. But uh, I'm obviously not going to die. And I already got a roof under, under my head. So, I mean, over my head. <laughs> so, yeah, head. you got a roof under your head. I don't know how you live it like that. <laughs> House party three. You
0: technically do. You you know what I mean? You in an apartment. So, somebody wow. standing under you. You got a roof wow. under your head, sis. Wow. You was right. whole it's time, girl. you right. It's brilliant. <laughs> girl. Okay. So, first of all, that is so, that's such a good example. Um, that's a good example of God also altering our desires. You know, we pray, mm-hmm. Lord, please give me the desires of my heart. You know, we know the verse that says that, you know, if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and, you know, all these things will be added. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we started praying this prayer. I know that it's come up. It's, you know, Lord, please give me the desires of my heart, but also what to desire. Yeah. And I found that there's been situations, you know, even with school with undergrad, you know, with jobs, with relationships, you know, where I have had a particular desire that I or or this particular thing that I wanted or to want to be a part of mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. my striving for that. Brought you closer. Um it brought me closer. Mm-hmm. That that my striving for that thing um gave me motivation to evolved, gave me motivation to mature, gave me motivation to be the person who was prepared for that blessing, just like you said, with your home. You know, Mm. sometimes I feel like God gives us these, um, he allows us to aspire to certain things, um, to motivate us to grow into the people that can handle the blessing. Yeah, And that may not even be the exact blessing he has for us the exact way, but I can think of a number of times where I'm like, you know, XYZ didn't work out, but the person that I became in my journey thinking that I was doing this to get this or doing Mm -hmm. this to get to this place. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Like, I just would not have had that type of energy to try to be this woman if I did not have a vision or something that I had my eye on, you know. So, okay, now that I get to the end of this journey, now that I have been fully prepared, now that I have evolved, now that I have, you know what I mean, made sure that I went above and beyond to, you know, um, have these attributes. And God, you know, flips the switch. And is like, actually, I wasn't saying you was gonna get that, but I'll give you this. And it's like, wow, which is better okay. Than which which is, you it It's better. It's better suited for me. It mm-hmm. might be a little different. And it's like, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm digging this. Yeah. Like, and I have found that my complete desire for that original thing that inspired me mm-hmm. to grow, like, disappeared. Absolutely. You know, God yes. changed my desires. So by the time I got to that, you know, place that I was striving toward, I was prepared and my heart was ready for what God actually had for me. And so even though I might be frustrated when things don't work out the way that I anticipated them, even though I could be even like low-key embarrassed, like I Mm -hmm. was telling people I was going to do this, I was telling people I was going to do that, Mm -hmm. you know, Even though that might be the situation and I have the opportunity to respond negatively or hurt or bothered or mad at God or disappointed with God or frustrated, you know, in the end of the day, there is something special to say, you know what, Lord, if all of this was just to get me here. So be it. Absolutely, you know. So be it. Isaiah fifty-five and eight and nine says, "My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts," says the Lord, "and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine." For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts.
1: I can definitely say that I think he he has used one thing, um, you know, and I, you know, just to reiterate about the the home loan. I remember. Fasting, I was fasting for it. Mm. And I can count on, like, one hand minus two fingers how many <laughs> times I actually prayed about this house. Mm. <laughs> it was like I, I was fasting specifically for the house. And once I began to fast, it was like, oh, yeah, and about the house. You know, but it was like this— this was not, you know, but but he used it. Okay, you got to prove for the loan. Let me see what you what you're gonna do now. Now you're gonna want to pray for the specific kind of home you want. And so now you just wanna you want to pray for the details about something that you think is about to happen. However, I got into my fasting and it was nothing like that. Wow. And when I came out of the fasting, I was like, I ain't got. I can it was like I don't even know you know what I'm supposed to be doing. You know I will say that there was a point in my life where I guess I was a little bit boy crazy and the Lord used a guy to bring me closer to him by the end by the end of it all. I wouldn't even really think about that brother no more. You know mm-hmm. it was just kind of like no but I knew what to use and you know had my had my attitude been so focused on what I was supposed to be praying about or what I was fasting had I not allowed the Lord to work in me because I was so hard and heck bent on what I wanted. And when I think about it, what if I would have been given the things that I wanted? What if I would have been given the things that I wanted because I just had this jacked up attitude and totally disregarded, dismissed what it was that the Lord wanted for me? I can't imagine what my life would be like if I got the things that I was asking for.
0: Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for not give me the things I <laughs> thought I you. wanted. Right, right. That's so true. And then we we even got to be honest with ourselves. Like, I have definitely desired things that, you know, my desire for them had nothing to do with God. Mm. It might have had things to do with my ego, mm. you know, or some sta- status that I thought that I needed, yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. in order to complete this perspective or this brand that I was building for myself. Right. and. I think that sometimes we can even forget. God is not going to bless us with something that will compete with Him.
1: No. Not saying
0: He won't give you blessings, but your heart got to be right. Yeah. Because, and maybe that means that that blessing is delayed. You might get that exact thing. I have gotten things that I prayed for explicitly, but in a different setting, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. at a different time. Mm -hmm. And because the original setting I would have wanted it in, maybe that... Those weren't the people that I need to be surrounded with when I got this blessing. Or, you know, I would have been so hype about that blessing. Like, I probably would have been, you know, who knows? Mm -hmm. I would never say that I would have disregarded God, but I may not have honored him or or acknowledged how heavy of a stamp he had on the situation. And so, you know, God will not give us anything that will possibly be an idol you know, or compete with him. No, you know, thinking about,
1: you know, Naomi, you know, in the book of Ruth and how her identity was solely based upon her husband and her two children because we knew that when you have being married or having men around, is, that's how you make your bread and butter people. You have a lot more respect, you know, from society when you are a wife, you know, or a mother of sons. And when they died, you know, just kind of out of nowhere, she was like, well, let me just go ahead and take this L and let me just go back, you know, to my native land. And, you know, had, you know, Ruth and I had the heart posture that she had saying, hey, listen, I'm not going to let you go alone. They both took their L, walked down the street a couple miles to, a ho- to another city and, you know, and decided, okay, this is my life. I, this is my going to be my attitude with it. And I'm just going to have to live like, you know, two single women. I don't, you know, I don't know what else to do. And in the end, the Lord still was able to give Naomi a son, you know, a man. And she was also married into this royal family. Boaz was like... The number one man out in Moab, you know, and because her attitude was just like, okay, well, this is what it is. You know, I mean, you know, she wanted to change her name and she was all sad and things like that. But she didn't sit there and and marinate in that and she didn't let it define her. She just moved on. Like, let me just go and just start fresh. And the Lord still ended up blessing her. And they had this baby, Obed, which was the lineage. Also, you know, to, to to King David and to Jesus Christ. And, it, you know, I, I agree. You know, it really is about the heart posture and expecting God to do anything. Understanding that I am a vessel. I am here temporarily. I am here to be used. I can ask you for things, but if I do not get these things, that's fine, because this is probably not what you have called me to do or what you called me to have in this moment. You talked about things, you know, being given to us later on in life. David didn't have that baby, you know, right away. They didn't say he wasn't going to have a child, but you he didn't have the baby right away. And it really is, you this loosen up your hands to let God do whatever he is going to do. And if it didn't work out, When you thought it was going to work out, that doesn't mean it's not going to ever work out. Or that also probably means that you're going to get something better. And I believe I'm okay with getting something better. If I have the opportunity to go straight up the mountain instead of going like around the mountain, Mm. I'm going to go straight up. (laughs) I'm going to go straight up the mountain. It's easier that way. Mm. Speaking
0: of mountains, like I think one of the most dope perspectives of like just complete trust in God has been Abraham. Mm -hmm. You know, and of course, that wasn't all the time because he got himself in a little bit of hot water with his impatience, you know, waiting Mm -hmm. for his promised son. But when God finally blessed Abraham to be a father, the way he had told him he would be a father Mm -hmm. so many years ago Mm -hmm. with his wife, you know, when he finally got that promised son, Isaac, it was... (laughs) It was, it was a situation where it's like, I cannot believe I waited this long for this baby. And then God tells me, yeah, I'm going to need you to sacrifice this kid. You're just going up there and just straight chop, up. His
1: little, chop his little neck off.
0: <laughs> straight <laughs> up. Straight up go on to the top of this mountain and sacrifice this kid. Kill this child, you know. And it's like— I think the average person's attitude would have been like, are you serious? Like, Lord, why me? Why would you do this to me? You yanking me around. How dare Mm, you? mm. You know, but y'all, Abraham's attitude in regards to God, his trust in God was so strong Mm -hmm. that he didn't even argue. He went and did it because his mindset, the Bible says his mindset was, God is able to resurrect my son. He probably is just going to bring him back to life. Like, No worries. Mm. He had complete trust. He didn't freak out. He didn't get scared. He didn't get angry with God. He didn't feel like it was the end. He was so trusting that he was like, oh, God can do anything. Like, he probably just going to resurrect this kid. Like, I ain't even worried about it. Imagine. (laughs) Imagine there being a test of trial and you have so much like trust in God's goodness and his love for you that you not even face that's unthinkable i don't know that i would i would be like that about something god asked for asked back like i would have to process that and choose that attitude
1: when i think about it like knowing god's goodness and believing god's goodness surely that's what alters your attitude
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: it is your attitude is solely predicated upon just how well you know god or just how much you believe in god despite these circumstances. Abraham was the pillar of God is good, I
0: don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but all you need is the faith of a mustard seed, right? That's it.
1: In your heart. It is easy to say that, you know, it is easy to say it with with your mouth, but in mm-hmm. your heart, mm. your heart has to have the faith of this mustard seed. Amen. So. Amen. You know, um, you know, I just I just want to encourage everyone to choose a good attitude. Yeah. All all of these things that that, you know, that we convey to you all is about choice. It's about intentionality. It's about, you know, decisions and standing firm on them. You can choose to have a good attitude about things not happening the way in which you thought they were happening because this life is not your own.
0: Yeah. And we understand it's not natural. Remember, we're dealing in the supernatural. We talk about a spiritual connection. We're talking about a relationship with Christ. None of this stuff is supposed to be, well, I I naturally, I mean, I'm a human, so my emotions <laughs> Yeah, we know, but because you have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you, you Mm. have access to attitudes, to perspectives, to responses that are unhuman-like. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, You are mm -hmm. Jesus' little sister, little brother. So you do have the ability beyond those who don't have the Holy Spirit within them. You have a heightened ability to react in a way that is supernatural. Mm -hmm. And so if you need help, y'all— Throw a prayer up, for real. Just ask, say, Lord, please help me. Help That's help it. my attitude. Help me through this because, my I want to react like this. I'm going to need your help here.
1: Even if you did react like that, Lord, please forgive me. Fix yes. my attitude.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. So, y'all, I mean, it's a journey. It's mm-hmm. a journey. We just out here trying to learn to navigate with faith. You know what I'm saying?
1: Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> this was awesome, Alisa. This book. was
0: awesome, Sierra. Hey,
1: listen, this has been a great time, a blessed time. You all, look, peace be with you all. This is your girl, Sierra. And this is your girl, Lisa. And this is how you navigate, navigate with faith. faith. Thank you for listening to the Navigate with Faith podcast, produced and edited by Dante Dinespress Play Hodge and recorded at Lantern Audio. Our show artwork and graphics were created by the Pigment Playground. Music by Turn Me Up J. Cal. Subscribe to the Navigate with Faith podcast on your favorite streaming platform and connect with us on social media at Navigate with Faith on Instagram and Facebook and Navigate Faith on Twitter.